With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You know, I think that's what this offseason's been about. Jay Glazer said he still wants out. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, NBA columnist for The Athletic. Sam Amick, ESPN NFL analyst, Lewis Riddick, actor Ray Liotta. Coming up, Colts defensive tackle, DeForest Buckner, plus actors Martin Sheen and Luke Wilson. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We had Ray Liotta last hour. Martin Sheen and Luke Wilson will be joining me shortly on this program. Um, the film that they are both in together is a new um, sports movie that's got kind of the touch points that I think all you folks who love like the the movie Rudy out there. Um, Which should be everyone. Well, I mean, you know, it's by, and by that I mean that there's a, at the very end, I saw 12 Mighty Orphans, uh, an, uh, a little guy uh, jumps off sides and is celebrated for it. <laughs> Um, wait a minute. I'm being told that is not what 12 Mighty Orphans is about. <laughs> Come on, man. Rudy. Rudy. How are you going to do Rudy like that? No, there was a, there was a, it's based on a true story. Um, and it's uh, based on a book by Jim Dent. And, um, and it, it's about um, a team, the Mighty Mites, a football team from a Fort Worth orphanage during the Great Depression went from playing without shoes, I mean, that's how they were they were starting, that wound up playing for the Texas State Championship. FDR caught notice of the team. I mean, the whole country was talking about it. And the coach, the head coach of the team, um, was an orphan himself, and he developed innovative strategies like uh, a, having somebody play behind the center whose job was to throw it, maybe run it too. Called a quarterback. How about that? And the coach is played by Luke Wilson, and his assistant is played by Martin Sheen. And in the film is also Robert Duvall. And I Zoomed with these two guys uh, a couple of weeks ago, and the contents of that conversation coming up shortly. And uh, I asked Martin Sheen if this was the first movie he's done with Robert Duvall since Apocalypse Now. His answer is something you need to hear. I'll just leave it at that. Good tease. Sam Am- Sam Amick of the um, of the Athletic joined us on this program in hour number one, talking about everything going on with the Dallas Mavericks front office and the head coaching situation that is now vacant. What a week it's been for the Dallas oh, Mavericks! 
Crazy. Mm. If you missed any of that, especially Ray Liotta uh, and Lewis Riddick at the top of hour two from Monday Night Football, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. NBC Sports on Peacock is how you can watch us live, but the NBC Sports on Peacock channel that is free, and you can get at peacocktv.com. This show re-airs as well. And there's also some clips on it, so that's how you could keep tabs on us, as well as our podcast that you can listen to on Cumulus Podcast Network. And then later on in this hour, a little excerpt from my latest uh, edition of Just Getting Started, the podcast about people's origin stories. Uh, Kelsey Grammer is on it this week, and the stories he tells about Cheers and Frasier and being Sideshow Bob on The Simpson <laughs> and going to Juilliard with Christopher Reeve and Robin Williams what? and the current state of a Frasier reboot. It's all there. It's amazing. And we're going to play an excerpt later on in this hour. But first is our is our next guest from uh, the Colts on the phone line. Yes, he is. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Our next guest is uh, one of the best in the business on the defensive line. It's going to be a second year in Indianapolis. It is uh, going to be his sixth year in the National Football League. He is DeForest Buckner. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me again, Rich. What's going on? Where where have we found you uh, in your world? Post uh, post mini camps on summer break? Is that where you are pretty much right now? Yeah, um, I'm actually out in Vegas right now ah. um, with my uh, working with my trainer Mark Hall. Um, you know, he's based out here in Vegas right now. Um, yeah, I mean, me and uh, Eric Armstead, Dexter Lawrence, we've been getting some work out here for the past week. And uh, it's been. 111 11 out is the average <laughs> so it's been it's been hot yes so you do most of your workouts indoors then i would imagine on that front uh, to forest. uh yeah part of it but we, we we go outside for quite a bit what are you doing like geez <laughs> i mean walk me through what a, what a workout is with with uh that trio <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what, yeah just doing some uh you know position specific stuff uh you know with uh footwork you know doing some speed footwork work stuff uh you know bag drills you know as a d-lineman you know you can't get enough of password drills so uh you know doing doing some drills like that you know some conditioning so just a little bit of you know everything what was it like playing last year to forest now that you're through it what was that like it was, it was a crazy experience uh you know definitely the, the crazy experience I've, I've ever had playing football in general you know not you know going to some places not having any fans you know during the covid covid uh, COVID year, you would say, uh, it's it was insane. Um, I, honestly, I felt like, uh, you know, sometimes it felt like it was a scrimmage instead of an actual game. You know, right. so you know the the just having the fans is it's a big part of the game. You know, they make a big difference. You know, you feel that energy with with a full stadium compared to an empty stadium. Um, yeah, it was it was hectic, and then and also you know just the camaraderie and trying to build the team. You know what I mean? It was hard having to do all that social distancing, um, you know, doing a lot of things virtual. Um, yeah, it just it definitely wasn't the same. No, I know that. And it seems that, uh, you know, things have definitely changed on that front. Now, I, I want to hit 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 this briefly with you here um, because we, we hear so much about uh, players, whether they're vaccinated or they're not planning to get vaccinated or they are and they're just learning about it. Where are you on that? front to forest yeah um so i actually um me and my wife we actually got vaccinated um earlier in the off season um you know it was it was a big personal decision for us 
Um, you know, um, especially for me, you know, doing a little bit more research and finding out, you know, if you're vaccinated, you know, you're most likely not to pass it along. If you were to, you know, that's some chance you do end up getting it. Um, you, you, you can't pass it along to anybody. And last year, um, you know, around, you know, Thanksgiving time, you know, I, I obviously I had COVID and I missed the game. But if, you know, we weren't getting tested every day, I wouldn't have never known. I, I didn't have any symptoms. I was asymptomatic. And, um, you know, that's the, that was a really big selling point for me was, you know, the ability of not being able to pass it along to someone else and, you know, causing them to get sick. And so uh, that, that was a really big reason for my wife and I to, to, you know, the reason why we got vaccinated. Also, it was just, I mean, going through all those protocols, testing every day, you know, having that social distancing, the, the virtual stuff. I mean, wearing a mask every day in the facility. I mean, I was just tired of it. You know what I mean? I just wanted to go about my daily life and try to have some type of, norm, you know, normalcy. So uh, that's why I decided to get the vaccination. I mean, you know, there's obviously perks and some setbacks, you know, with the, the rules and regulations that the, the league's coming out with, with mm-hmm. being vaccinated and not being vaccinated. And um, I just thought, you know, it would just mentally for me, um, it was the right decision for myself. So, and again, I know this is, again, personal decision and, and something you've decided to do. Can you walk me through what some of your teammates or others in the league are thinking uh, when they choose not to get vaccinated? And this is before the rules uh, just came out that might um, incentivize players to get the shot. But can you walk me through and some of the fans who are, who, who are wondering about this through all that, DeForest? Yeah, um, uh, I mean, all I can say, I mean, really, is it's, it's just a personal decision. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody has their own decision on what they want to do. Um, you know, it's, you know, a lot, you know some, some people, they don't like the fact that, they don't, you know, they don't know everything you know, that's going to go into their body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that people got to do more research, more facts need to come out about certain things, I guess. And um, it's their personal decision. You know what I mean? Um, I can't, you know, I respect every every person's decision, whether they take uh, decide to get it, not to. You know, there's also people who, um, you know, who uh, don't believe in vaccinations in general, you know what I mean, and modern mm-hmm. medication, which is, you know, totally fine. And I respect the decision that they make. Um, so it's just a, a lot of factors, you know what I mean, that goes in, you know, for a guy's decision um, to, to get vaccinated or not to get vaccinated. So, um, I mean, all I can say on my end is, you know, I, I respect the decision they make, you know, either whether they take it or not. And um, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's everybody's personal decision. And then, you know, so best as you're telling is you're calling in from uh, your personal workout spot in Las Vegas right now with some of your your NFL colleagues. Is is it going to be set up in a way that you and fellow fully vaccinated Indianapolis Colts will have one room and one weight room and one spot on the bus or one specific bus and one specific floor in a hotel and 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 your not non fully vaccinated teammates will just have to separately go about their business similar to what you went through last year that you didn't want to go through again and and then you'll eventually meet in a locker room on the road or at home? Is that literally the way it might work best you can tell I, right now? Yeah. Um, I, I honestly couldn't tell you, huh. um, you know, uh, I, you know, as, I mean, I guess when we report back from training camp after more of these rules come out mm-hmm. and, and, you know, what, you know, the state, the, the status of the team on, you know, whether, you know, if we have, you know, a lot of guys vaccinated or not vaccinated. Um, I mean, I guess that's when we're going to find out the, really the, the blueprint on how the season's going to go. 
and uh, that's the big that's the big question. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of you know obviously all 32 teams are going to be going through this um, and trying to you know figure out you know what what their season is going to look like with you know how many guys they have vaccinated or not and. And, and all of that, so it's going to be—it's definitely going to be a, another challenging and interesting year. But I, can, I imagine you, it can't compare now that you're fully vaccinated with other of your teammates who are being in a in a, in a room like a film room or weight room, just like normal. Like that's that—that's got to feel great. Like you never took that for oh, like you, yeah. you. We take that for granted back in the day. No, and definitely, that, you know, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we definitely. You, you definitely, especially last year. You definitely, you know. As a player, you took those little things for granted, you know, just being in the, the same locker room together, um, being in the film room together, uh, you know what I mean? Um, you know, just being able to have that, that, that little time in between breaks where, you know, you, you just, you know, just hanging out, you know what I mean, spending time with each other, uh, just just a little, those little things, you, you took it for granted for sure. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely understand how precious those times are and, um I mean, I, for me personally, just being able to not wear a mask into the facility and seeing everybody's faces every day, um, you know, for those that are, are you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It makes a big difference. Indianapolis Colts defensive lineman DeForest Buckner here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, so it's going to kind of be like old school for you. First two weeks of the 2021 campaign, Seahawks-Rams at home. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. DeForest, <laughs> you know, I know, right? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's def- I'm definitely gonna have. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be excited. Um, you know, especially this year, uh, being able to, you know, face some teams in my um, my old division, and also obviously face my, you know, my former team. So it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. What's that gonna feel like for you? That's a Sunday night game. Whole country sit- settling in, um, in uh, in week. Um, it looks like seven for you. At the sure. at the old stomping grounds, what's that going to be like for you? Do you think? Yeah, it's going to be. I don't know. It's going to be a surreal feeling. You know, being able to go back into that stadium. Um, you know, where I spent the, the first four years of my career. Um, you know, a lot of ups and downs in that stadium, obviously. But uh, I mean, just being able to be around. You know, I, I still, you know, have a lot of Niner fans. You know, um, that support me, and um, I'm excited. You know, to go back to see a lot of my old. You know, my, a lot of my friends, you know, I built a lot of relationships there. Um, so it's going to be interesting coming in, playing in, the, in a game there and uh, going into the, the visitors locker room for sure. It's going to be it's going to be weird, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and let's talk about your current team here. Uh, week three, right off the bat. I mean, you got you got two former division uh, games and then your first game on the road is going to be at the Titans Julio mm-hmm. now is in that mix. Clearly, that's not going to be somebody you need to mark, but obviously getting to Tannehill to make sure he doesn't mark Julio will be in your yeah. bailiwick. What 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 was the, how did the the Jones acquisition by the Titans go down in your locker room? DeForest. Yeah, um, I mean, I I really talked to the guys, but you know, guys haven't really been talking about it much, but okay. I mean, it was, it was good for them. It was a good addition for them. You know, um Julio's a great player. Um obviously one of the best you know, receivers um, to ever play the game. And, um, you know, kudos to them. They had another weapon on offense. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's going to be fun to watch them during, throughout the season. Uh, you know, going against them, you know, um, twice a year is going to be, you know, a, a lot more fun. You know I mean? Uh, the bigger the challenge, you know what I mean? The, the more interesting the game gets, and I love it. You know, I love going against the best. And um, you know, to to be the best, you got to beat the best. And um, they're they're one of the best teams in the league right now. And um, you know, like you said, uh, got to get the t- if I get Tannehill, 
mean, the ball can't get to Julio, so it's, it's going to be fun. And, of, of course, your team had a major acquisition this non-playing season in the quarterback. What's your first impressions of Carson Wentz, best you can tell, DeForest, over the first few weeks here? Yeah, I mean, I, I love the guy. Um, you know, I, I don't see, you know, all the, the things that they were talking about, you know, in Philly, whatever was going on last year, or, you know, the type of player they were saying he was, or the mental state. I mean, he's, he, he came in, you know, ready to work. Um, he's a man on a mission. You know, he's, he's reached out to, you know, majority of the guys on the team. Um, you know, I've spent quality time. I had, you know, my wife and I had, you know, his, him and his wife and their daughter, um, they're, you know, their daughter is about three, three days younger than my son. And, you know, we had them over for dinner uh, before we left, you know, to come back to the West coast. I mean, it's, I mean, uh, I mean, Carson's a great, great guy on and off the field. Um, you know, he's, I can see the, 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 the leader that he is. Um, he's definitely a, a leader of men, um, especially at the you know quarterback position, which you need to be in. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all, I mean, I can't wait to see what he does this year. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh, being able to have that fresh start. That's what I think he just needed. You know, he needed to get out of, you know, get out of Philly, get a, get a fresh start. I mean, he's got a great old line in front of him to keep him upright. So he can, and he's got a lot of weapons on offense to dish the ball to. So it's, it's going to be really fun to see him come back this year. What What do you mean by he reached out to everybody? Walk me through that. He, he called everybody. Yeah, like I mean, he's he's reached out to multiple guys. You know, when he got signed, um, you know, he texted a bunch, you know, uh, several guys on the team. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? Me include, you know, including me. You know, he reached out to me, and um, you know, I was able to you know connect with him a little bit. Um, to text him back and forth. You know what I mean? About just you know, just a bunch of you know stuff going on. You know, through the year. I mean our interests and stuff like that you know i'm i like i like hunting obviously he's big into hunting and um you know we talked about that a little bit and um you know and then you know it just built that relationship until you know otas when we saw each other in person and you know obviously i had him over the house you know for dinner and stuff like that so i mean you know he's just a very you know he's a team guy um you know a great teammate and you know um, i i'm just you know I'm, I'm excited to see him play this year so what does a uh uh a wentz play date at the buckners look like what was that like, with the Wentz play day? What was <laughs> yeah, that? My, uh, we you know, they're both. It's funny because uh, they, they're both they're both about the same. They are the same age. They're, right. You know, the three days apart. So being able to actually see my son with uh, you know uh, a kid that you know his age and seeing them go through the same things was hilarious. Um, you know what I mean? They're getting into everything. Uh, obviously, you know, just babbling. And uh, I mean, my my son was uh, he's a, he's in the phase of throwing everything. So. <laughs> He, he was he was throwing some things and I was like, man, I was trying to tell him like, hey, you got to calm down. You know yeah. what I mean? She's, okay. it, you know, it's different. You know, playing with boys and girls. So oh yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> girls are more advanced than boys. Boys are boys are idiots compared to girls. You know, I'm, I've, <laughs> I've got two I've got two boys and a younger girl, and she seriously she 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 runs rings around them, and I love my boys. Yeah. But uh, so what do you mean he's throwing everything? What are, like everything? Because my one of my sons, I caught him uh, early on trying to dribble a marble in the house, like literally anything oh. that's around. So I imagine what yeah, happened. Yeah, my son would probably try to eat the marble. He's you know everything is you know he's trying to taste it. I mean, obviously, you know, every toy. It doesn't matter what if it's a toy, you know, your phone. Uh, me and my wife actually just had to get new phones recently, just because he shattered both of ours. Oh, so it was, great. You know, he just likes to grab stuff and then look at it and throw it. 
you know, try to see what it does. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just funny. It's, it's a funny stage watching them right now. Happy Father's Day to you, DeForest. I hope you have Apple Thank Care. You. I appreciate <laughs> you, too. you too. Hey, man, last one before you go. Speaking of man-child, uh, talk to me about Darius Leonard and being in front of him yes. and, and taking a responsibility to clear the decks for him. Uh, as yeah. you as you maybe you know stop the run on the way to the pass, like what 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 is that like for you to have him patrolling right behind you, DeForest? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it makes my job a lot easier having a guy like him behind me. Um, you know, uh, you know, if I make a mistake, I just got to go fast and make it fast for him because I know he's going to clean it up. You know what I mean? And especially in the run game, um, you know, if I if I you know, I'm supposed to be in the B gap, if I get reached. I know he'll be there to clean it up because, you know, obviously he's one hell of a talent. Um, you know, the, his, his athleticism, I mean, his speed at the at the linebacker position mm. is unreal. I mean, he's a sideline to sideline linebacker. I mean, he, he'll cover around quick. Um, you know, he and, and the, just the energy that he brings every single day. I mean, it's not just on game day. It's, it's every day. You know what I mean? And um, having a guy like him on the team is just – I mean, it's 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 a big game changer for us. You know, he's a great teammate, great leader. I mean, I like I said before, it just makes my job a lot easier. Um, you know, it's fun being out there playing with them. So, uh, a guy like Darius is just he's one he's one of one. Well, th- yeah, you know, and by the way, another one of one that I keep hearing about as referred to that as well is another Oregon Duck who's playing quarterback out here in Los Angeles. How about that? Oh, the, yeah. How about the Ducks sending a guy to the NFL who's turning into a unicorn at the quarterback spot? Yeah. DeForest. Definitely. I right? mean, Justin Herbert is – I mean, I remember the first game I, I watched him when I was uh, – you know, I turned the, the Duck game on one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, man, this kid's going to be special. And you know what I mean? He – yeah, what he's doing at the quarterback position, I mean, especially his rookie year coming in, I mean, I'm it's exciting to see, you know, where his career goes. Yeah. Oregon's a quarterback school, right? That's what you got. (laughs) (laughs) It's starting to be yes and I bet. DeForest, thanks for the time, letting us catch up with you. Uh, Stay safe. Be well. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. I appreciate you. Thank you, Rich. Right back at you. That's DeForest Buckner, one of the best from the Indianapolis Colts here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good chat right there. Let's take a break so uh, we can get uh, to uh, the chat with Luke Wilson and Martin Sheen together, Zooming with them together about a new sports movie you might uh, not know about and you should go see, Uh, 12 Mighty Orphans. Luke Wilson and Martin Sheen, this is a fun conversation you will not want to miss right here on The Rich Eisen Show when we return. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed what was your first gig, Scott? Walk me through that. Talk about art. Oh God! Get started. My uh, the first the first job that people would probably either might or might not know is uh, the first film I did, which was called The Baby Maker, directed by Jim Bridges, who a few years later directed me in Urban Cowboy, which kind of gave me my life. I've gave you your life. But uh, before all that, too, uh, Apocalypse Now, correct, with Francis Ford Coppola? Is it is it true that um, you saved his life? Is that a fact, Scott Glenn? Well, kind Ish? of. Ish? Ish, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we got hit... I got to the Philippines to play a small part in, the, in, in Apocalypse, and uh, two days after I got there, we were hit with the worst typhoon to have hit the Philippines since 1932. It was called Typhoon D-Dang. Uh, and about two or three days later, uh, the way a force majeure works is you can't just say, oh, we've, we've been trashed by a, a, a typhoon and we can't continue, so you 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 got to give us your money. What happens is uh, an insurance adjuster has to show up and see that, in fact, you're trying to shoot but can't. So the day that they were going to do that was uh, a, a scene that was going to be, you know, it was like a little brook that had turned into a whitewater because of the typhoon. And Francis and the, uh, the insurance adjuster and the DP, if you, like four or five guys, got in this boat to go out onto this whitewater and they tied a rope on the back of the boat to, I guess their idea was to pull the boat back to shore if it was the water was too rough. And I saw what they were doing. I was maybe 50 yards away. I saw what they were doing and realized that the, the stream would take the boat right downstream. The rope would pull the back of the boat down. The boat would sink, and they would be stuck swimming or drowning or doing whatever you do in white water right so when they let the boat go, go I, you know i was fairly recently out of the marine corps and i always had a knife on me so i saw it happen i just instinctively pulled out the knife and ran and cut the rope and you know later on that night francis said you saved my life. And, uh, you know, whether I did or not, I don't know. It was just kind of an instinctive move. I cut a, I cut a piece of rope, so all I did. Okay. So but, so you're saying yeah. Colonel Kurtz wasn't the only one to maybe almost go up the river on that, on that <laughs> movie, is what you're saying. Yeah. 
<laughs> Please go to our YouTube stream and seek out that full interview. It's one of our favorites in the last year with Scott Glenn, movie star, movie actor, appeared on this program. We're about to hear some more Apocalypse Now talk back on the Rich Eisen Show, Peacock and Radio. This was a great chat. Uh, Luke Wilson and Martin Sheen in the new sports movie, 12 Mighty Orphans together. Robert Duvall is in it as well. Great cast, fun stuff. Here's my chat with Martin Sheen and Luke Wilson. Thrilled to have right here on the Rich Eisen Show, two gents that are in a film that is everywhere where there is a theater near you. 12 Mighty Orphans in a theater starring in part, Luke Wilson and Martin Sheen, and both right here together on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Luke and Martin? Very well. Doing great, thank, thank you. you. Good to see you guys. So, um, Martin, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, what uh, what what attracted you to this film for you to be part of it? Well, it was uh, it was a pleasure to have been offered a, a role that I could so easily identify with right off the bat. Uh, uh, with Doc Hall, then to discover that it was a real character, and then that it was set in one of my favorite periods that that uh, I, it, it has fascinated me, the, the whole uh, uh, Great Depression in the United States uh, in the 30s. Uh, so uh, I was disarmed and absolutely uh, 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 delighted with the offer, and I, I couldn't wait to get there. And uh, Luke, you play... Rusty Russell in this film, who is the coach who is taking these orphans, putting them on the field and creating modern football at the very same time. And uh, I'm wondering how you got prepped for this role. Um, well, I mean, I'd always uh, I'd always been really into I, I read a lot of biographies, a lot of like music biographies. But oddly enough, over the years, I'd read a lot of coaches books and I, I don't follow like high school basketball, but I'd read like a season on the brink by John Feinstein sure. about Bobby Knight, which was just incredible. And then read about John Wooden and then also, you know, good football stuff about Daryl Royal. And so I had always been interested in coaches and just, you know, how they kind of interacted with their players and just that you would have generally an older guy dealing with all these kind of younger characters from different towns and cities and families and just kind of how, you know, different coaches approached it. Like you'd have somebody like Bobby Knight, who was kind of a, a maniac. I don't even know <laughs> if you could call it tough love. And, and then you have somebody like John Wooden, who seems like this kind of kindly professor who managed to somehow like get the the most out of these players that, you know, would have come from different backgrounds than him and through the tumultuous, like, you know, late 60s. And he just kind of managed to, to get through those times with such success. And yeah, I was just always kind of interested in in coaches and and, uh, and I'd never gotten the chance to play one. So yeah, it was really exciting, the idea to, to get to play something like that. And Martin, I'm wondering, how many sports films you've ever been part of in your illustrious career? If you want to call this a sports film? No, I had uh, two of my kids, as you know. Uh, Charlie did uh, Major League and Eight Man Out, and, and Emilio uh, did uh, three of uh, the Mighty Ducks. Uh, and in this current series, it's on now uh, about the Mighty Ducks. But no, I, this is the first one. So it's about time. It's basically what I guess for you and your family yeah. for you to catch I would up. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
for you to for you to get up to speed here. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it's just the thing I love about uh, a film like this one is obviously the the historical nature of it. And just lines like uh, in the film where, you know, you, Luke, are telling a, a player to line up a few yards behind center. And they're like, what do we call this? And like, we'll call you the quarterback. Like, oh, OK. And then, <laughs> you know, and then we see what what's what's happened, obviously, since then. Uh, I just love the whole evolution. Yeah, I mean, that's like what's it. kind of exciting to me is it had me thinking about like, you know, football's like it's not an ancient sport, you know, so these guys were com coming up with these kind of different offenses and defenses. And it's like, I can still remember the first time I saw like the no huddle offense. And it was the mm -hmm. same thing. Like, well, you know, what are these guys doing that they, they haven't had a huddle? They're going, they're going straight to the line of scrimmage. And um, yeah, how people can kind of revolutionize, uh, revolutionize a game with these kind of different ideas. And Martin, what, what would you say is your favorite sports film? from history excluding your sons obviously oh, but God. is there is there any anything that you you've watched uh before or any any oh, was a boy there were two films that we we were very anxious to see one was uh because i was a caddy you know i started caddying when i was a boy so i loved uh golf i learned to play golf as a caddy and so mm -hmm. when Follow the Sun came out with a Ben Hogan story. He was my hero, you know. Cliff Roberts. And I, I, I was watching all of the pros. Uh, I, I saw most of the pros of that era, but he was the only one that I never saw play. I saw Snead play a couple of times and and so many of the, uh, the, the, the current champions in the 50s and the late 40s, but uh, I never saw Ben Hogan. So I wanted to see that film, yeah. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a... There's a downside to it, and that is if the actor is not good at the sport, you know, it kind of it spoils the illusion. And uh, Doug Ford, uh, Doug, what was his name? Uh, who played? Uh, can you remember who played? Yeah, that? no, it was uh, Glenn Ford. Glenn Ford played, played right. And he played and, and they would cut to him swinging to Ben Hogan actually swinging from the back, but yeah. you could tell that he. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough swing. That's a tough swing to have to try yeah. and, and mimic. Where did you where did you loop, Martin? Where did you loop growing up? Uh, in Dayton, you... Ohio, at the Dayton Country Club. Yeah. No kidding. Mm -hmm. And so what what's the lowest you've ever shot in your life? Uh I broke 75 once when I was 15, I think. And Luke, are you still playing? You still getting out there? Uh, yeah, I've not given up the game yet, Rich. I'm still playing. <laughs> You're still committing it? That's one way to I'm put still it. committing I'm committing golf. Still playing that draw. Okay. Yeah, it's like you mentioned sports movies, and it kind of makes me it makes me laugh because like it's not like ever doing a romantic comedy or anything. I ever like felt pressure about the great romantic comedies that came before, but definitely doing a sports movie, I find myself thinking like, okay, there's Hoosiers and Slapshot and North Dallas 40 and all gotcha. these kind of movies that you do love to where if you've grown up loving those movies and being affected by them, I definitely thought about it while we were making this sports movie. 12 mighty orphans in theaters near you. Um, a few more minutes left here with uh, Luke Wilson and Martin Sheen here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. I also couldn't help but notice that uh, Robert Duvall is part of the cast. Um, Martin, I, I am mandated to ask you at any point in time, did did you stroll on the field asking the players if they love the smell of napalm in the morning? Did that ever happen <laughs> on the set? Oh, you know, I asked Bobby, uh, it was a great pleasure to 
see him once again and actually play with him because I hadn't played with him since the apocalypse, but I'd see him every now and then. But uh, gosh, that he, we had just a little window as Luke knows and Ty Roberts uh, said, well, we might get him. We might not. And so we didn't know until the day he showed up. And and so we have just so honored to see him again and play with him. because He's one of the great actors of my generation, but uh, I adored him personally. And, and to, to, just to see him again, I had butterflies working there, just that tiny little scene. I thought, oh, Jesus, you know, and uh, I just remember having that day off, that day off, and going to work, and coming around the corner, and there was was Martin and Robert Duvall talking, and it's like just, I mean, it makes you go back to where you feel like you're sitting in a theater, and I don't know what it's like for those guys to have a bunch of guys kind of looking like lovingly <laughs> at them, but just while they're trying to talk and catch up. But it was it was so incredible. And heartwarming just to see these guys that you admire so much kind of touching base and to see how much they they cared about each other and just, you know, what they would have gone through, you know, together, you know, in the Philippines back then. Yeah, yeah was, I was going to, you know, I'm glad you said that, Luke, because I w- wanted to know what you thought, you know, at any point in time, like, oh, God, that's Martin Sheen and Robert Duvall. You know, I know that you've done a lot of films, but you're not a jaded individual. That's pretty neat to see. <laughs> and. I asked you know, Bobby to do, do just to, just as a favor to me, just say that line once. Because there was a there was a moment in the in the film when one of the kids is 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 thrown out of the game or takes a hit, and 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 Bobby would say, uh, "Cheer up, son." And I said, "You've got to say that like you did in Apocalypse." So he did. So uh, I got to uh, encourage him to do that. Oh, that's a cheer up, son. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if the character's name was Charlie, if he was not allowed to surf or anything like that. No, I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, and uh, it is just uh, it is just uh, awesome to see. And I'm, I'm glad that you you had that moment with with Robert Duvall. Is there any memory of that scene in particular that we as film film fans don't know about Martin? The day that that scene did, in fact, take place. The, the scene in, in Apocalypse? Or the yes, scene sir. In, uh, the scene in Apocalypse. The most impressive thing about it was that uh, we couldn't practice with the choppers. They, you know, they, they, it was when they came on the scene that was when we filmed, and that's so we would practice. The choppers would be on the ground, and the blades would be still. And there was a guy standing by each chopper with a long uh, bamboo stick. And if you got close to the tail. He would he'd just start swinging at you. That's where guys get killed, you know, backing into the tail of a chopper on the ground. So, 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 and when the, and so we would practice our lines, but then the scene would start. You couldn't hear anything. You couldn't see for the smoke and, and the, 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 the sand kicking up. And there was Bobby and he never missed a line or hit a spot. I mean, he was, it was like, just follow him. Whatever he does, just follow him. He knows what he's doing. You know, the confidence, he, he, he just oozed like the character that was Bobby in the middle of all those crazy scenes. He was very strict. You know, the bombs are going on. It was like, it was, it was, it was mesmerizing just to watch him in those scenes. He just never stopped. 
And well, it's just wonderful to see you guys back on the screen together. And Luke, I'm assuming the same thing with Bamboo. Same thing happened on the set of uh, of Old School, right? That's the same yeah. thing happened where uh, they hit you? There, there was chaos on Old School. Quite <laughs> as life-threatening. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, look, Luke, it's great to see you as a coach in this film. It's just great. It, it's a wonderful story in the way you guys uh, are part of a terrific cast in telling the story. I, I can't wait for everyone to see it. Uh, in theaters near you starting today, 12 Mighty Orphans, starring in part Luke Wilson and Martin Sheen. Thanks, guys, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Rich. Really appreciate it. Better. Thank you for being on again, Luke and Martin. I'd love to have you back on. I'll go further down memory lane with you as much as you wish. I would be delighted. Thank you. That's right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How fun was that? How about that? That's awesome. He and Denier, uh, he and uh, Duval hadn't seen each other or very much, and they hadn't acted with each other since Apocalypse Now. How does that happen? Just I don't know. Shrug emoji. 40 years go by. It's, it's incredible. Crazy. I just love, love, love stories like that. Let's take a break. We'll come back, update you on the United States Open. There is Major League Baseball All-Star Home Run Derby news and a rivalry so old it makes Packers and Bears look like they just started yesterday. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Have you ever seen a, a, a fighter or any athlete who loses and gets the hearts and minds of the fan base to the point where it feels like he won in Nate? No one quite has a cult-like following like him. The magic of who he is and why people love him so much is that he can lose a fight for 24 straight minutes and then turn it on in the final 60 seconds and then, as you said, walk out feeling like the winner. Leon Edwards won the fight, but Nathan Diaz won the night. The bat signal goes out. I just get the... The reliever call, you know? <laughs> we heard from Naomi Osaka explain to the world that she was dealing with some mental illness. And the immediate response from the organizers of the French Open was a public shaming. The idea of going through what has happened these last few weeks, and you finally get the chance to say, we're sorry, we acted just 
unfortunately, we're now realizing that this is really about a, you know, a, a young woman who's in a bit of a damaged place right now. You have that opportunity and you use it instead to double down. I mean, it was, it was pretty disappointing. This was not a proud moment for tennis. Were pitchers putting stuff on baseballs when you were playing, Rock? Oh, yeah. They used sandpaper. They used thumbtacks, especially Gaylord. So I finally told Gaylord, I said, you can throw me whatever you want. I'm just going to try and hit it on the side side, you know. You also have to not take too much away from the pitchers. Give them the opportunity to be able to hold on to the ball and get a good rotation on the slider or breaking ball. I just hate the complaining today. Just go out there and play ball and just try and hit the pitch. When you say competition, that, that it could be Stidham's gig? What the you're other saying? guy. Boyer? No, the other guy. Who's the other guy? Matt Jones. Their sense is that he is further along than any rookie quarterback they've had passed through the system since 2000. He just gets what he's expected to do, and because he's shown this ability and the aptitude, they are putting a lot on him already. Bill loves Cam Newton, and I think that Mac Jones has to win by knockout over everybody. And Cam would have to be an impediment to the offense working well. But Mac Jones has not the door wide open, but it sure isn't slam shut on. What have you seen from Julio Jones so far? He's been engaged in meetings. It's just everything is, is different, and I think he's been very open to to learning the way that, that we do things, to have been open to learning what we do and how we do it. So that's that's the biggest thing that I'm you know pleased with as, as a coach, you know. Are you a Nets fan or a Durant fan? I am a Durant and Kyrie fan, and I'm actually a James Harden fan. Huh, so why do you like those guys? Where did that come from? I'm actually the Kyrie Irving and the James Harden of football because he's the best ISO guy. One-on-one, you can't you can't stop him. Who's the Justin Herbert of the NBA? Oh, that's, that's joking. fun week fun week youtube.com slash rich eisen show for our entire week and our full archive back here on our radio uh and tv show together fun hour that we've had so far just great with martin sheen and luke wilson deforest buckner this hour um and uh, during those conversations a couple of news items uh broke Home Run Derby news in Colorado. Shohei Otani is going to take part in the Home Run Derby. Yeah! It's going to happen. And interestingly enough, he will be the first to ever do it and pitch to himself. It's really strange. <laughs> like Bugs Bunny. He's going to throw the ball and zip, come in and knock it out of the park. That dude is special. I, I the ball will, go. but you know they juice the baseballs already. To, they they have juice baseballs for the home run derby, and then in Colorado, in it's going to be insane. Yeah. Literally, he might hit Wyoming with a baseball. <laughs> it's going to be great no, for real. I he is going to hit it so far. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Pete Alonso has said he's going to defend his title. All so right. all we need now is Vladdy. Vladdy Acuna, Tatis, like, let's go. Let's go. Make, let's go. make this the biggest home run derby ever. ever. They need it. Like, let's go. They need it. They need it. And then. You know, um, I mean, and if Stanton and Judge want to do it too, like, why not? Well, like, let's let's go. have I, fun. I, I don't know if the I don't. They'll never do it. I think people still believe that uh, you can get hurt doing this, or you're. I don't know. I just remember when when McGuire and Sosa did it in Fenway Park, and it was, was the incredible. greatest of all time. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. I was standing there with uh, Stuart Scott, and I were were interviewing players as soon as they were done standing on the field, and it was amazing, and it was unbelievable, unbelievable. And McGuire hit all those home runs, and he uh, broke his bat in the middle of it. Remember, he was going to switch yeah. his bat, and I think Pedro was like, "What are you doing?" And he broke. I broke my bat. And he hit more home runs because he's <laughs> with a broken bat. It was unreal. I've never. I, I've, I will never forget it as long as I live. It's a very special event. 
a couple of years ago when it was in Washington, D.C., took my kids. They went and they yeah, saw we it. Yeah, we were The balls yeah. just flying. It was unbelievable. unbelievable. Beautiful night. And Bryce kids Harper continued. put on a show. Right? It was it, Harper put on a show, but Reese Hoskins was there. I think Alex Bregman took part. It was just young stars. Yeah, yeah, it was terrific. Part. It was a lot of fun. Kyle Schwarber, it was like a swinging fire hydrant. <laughs> it was unreal. It was all about Bryce Harper that because you know that was of course park there, I know and, and he, then he, he won he and he run and he just like threw the bat in the air and people going crazy his hair flying and his dad going, threw to him with right, the exactly, 24 inch pythons right. and the crazy thing is that uh, baseball is going to check uh, all fathers for spider tack it's really strange <laughs> that they're making all these announcements one day <laughs> for the home run derby oldest rivalry in sports everyone talks about what you know Yankees Red Sox we talk about Packers and Bears and uh, hold my pint says Great Britain versus Scotland. When you can say this goes back to Longshanks, you know <laughs> this is a long-standing rivalry. Right? William Wallace <laughs> yeah. once scored with yeah. extra time, I think, right? <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. On the battlefield, extra time hold. That's what they were saying. And then an extra time when he scored. So we all know. Yeah. Right in the center, right in the middle of the pitch. Right in the right, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. screaming and yelling, face paint. Oh, I'm sorry. That was not a an international, but uh, only the second time that Scotland and Britain have faced one another in a major tournament. Last time they faced each other was Euro 96, and this is for the right to move to the final 16 for, uh, for, for the Brits. And this is going down in Wembley, right? And it About is 15 minutes. It's raining cats and it's, dogs. It's pouring down rain. It's in the low 50s oh, temperature wise. Of oh, course, man. it's nighttime in London. So these guys have oh. been lubricating all day. If you've seen some of the videos on Twitter, yeah. uh, Scotland has invaded London and oh, they really? are like slip and sliding down because there's a flood watch too because okay. it's really heavy rain. <laughs> all right. So they are like slip and sliding down sidewalks outside of the pubs. Okay. Like it looks amazing. They're going to get routed. England should win this pretty easily. Uh, hey, look. But that's it's what going they, to be epic. That's what they said when, it's uh, be when, when Longshank sent his, uh, his army. Right? Freedom! Exactly. Longshanks. Can't wait for this. <laughs> Can't wait. We will be, we'll be, we'll be viewing am, as soon as we're off the air. I am dialed in. Um, and, uh, okay, uh, one thing you can do this weekend for Father's Day, if you don't mind, or, or, or leading up to Father's Day, you're looking for podcasts, uh, st stuff to listen to, you can get our show every single day. Uh, we post all three hours on the Cumulus Podcast Network, where all podcasts can be acquired on, on any device that you want. Um, just getting started, my pod that I started uh, back in the winter, uh, talking about origin stories. The latest one is um, a great episode of Kelsey Grammer talking about everything, how he got to Cheers, how Frazier came to be, what happened from Cheers to Frazier, which is the subject of this clip. Did you have that lined up when Cheers was ending, or, or what was the sequence the, of that? In the eighth season of Cheers, the folks at Paramount came to me and said, listen, when Cheers is done, we'd like you to do a show. Cool. So we kind of we kind of uh, inked a little deal, a production deal that said that's what we would do. Once once Teddy basically said that he was done, and on the eleventh season he said that's it, it's my last one, this is it. So uh, we started developing at that point and started to meet with a few writers and have a few ideas. And, and so once the show ended, we got back to work and came up with a script for an idea about a, a guy who was kind of a a Wall Street mogul who had a motorcycle accident because he was a bit of a wild guy. I think 
I personally probably inspired that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the president of Paramount invited me to dinner after he submitted the script. John Pike was his name. Is his name? He's still I still see him over at Bel Air Country Club. <laughs> John uh, sat me down after the first cocktail and uh, and some spaghetti, and said, "Kelsey, I think." A sitcom should be funny. So I said, so you're not really in love with this idea we have. <laughs> he said, no, I think you should play Frazier. Made some sense to me. I mean, built an audience. Um, interesting guy, certainly not developed yet. Certainly we don't really know who he is yet. Uh, the only thing I added then was I thought, well, let's get rid of wives and children. <laughs> Which is very why is that? Why, uh, why well, is that? because if you've got a relationship that was kind of a soured relationship, I didn't think it had much. I didn't think it had much comedy in it. We'd already had a breakup with Lilith, so I thought, well, let's not let's not hang on with that. Uh, but the son, I wanted him to be a responsible uh, father. But children on a television sitcom are the most interesting thing on the show because they're growing up. Mm -hmm. because change from month to month as you see when you go away for three weeks from your own kids you think oh my god look what happened to them so i think what happens is a show uh, is, is is by default it has to revolve around this growth this growth that's taking place uh, if it's a young man who's cute you know that becomes the story you know whether or not he's in a boy band or whatever you know that's what i'd rather do a show that's funny that isn't centered around the kid so i got a dog instead yeah. <laughs> Great story he was telling about John Mahoney awesome, and then man. and then of course the the reboot that's coming. I I mandated to say you can watch Cheers and Frasier right here on Peacock. And there's just great stuff from him. Great great stuff. Man, I love that show back in the day. Oh gosh, it's just it so it stands good. the test of time. So good. And well that's one of the things I love about the US Open too, the old test of time. Just watching how miserable these players are going around the course, and it's just one of those moments where we all sit at home watching these greatest players in the world struggle and be so miserable because the course is set up in such a an evil, twisted manner, and the answer for us as we're watching them is like, now you know how we feel every <laughs> time we peg it up. So we'll be sitting at home watching this this weekend on NBC and golf and right here on Peacock, Bryson DeChambeau is one over par six shots back flirting with that cut line right now. Um, as I think he just flipped a golf ball to a kid. So good to see that. Happy Father's Day, Chris Brockman. Hey, happy Father's Day to you. What are you going to do? We are Sarah's parents are in town. Hey. So we're all going to hang out. I'm going to fire up the smoker, and we're just going to relax okay. and watch the last day of the Open. Fantastic. Great. Terrific. I have no idea what the hell I'm going to do. Doing. <laughs> I have no idea, but um, I'm I'm gonna enjoy it the best I can with my kids. Miss my dad passed away two years ago. For everybody who's out there missing your dad, I guess that's part of this weekend. And uh, celebrate your father. Do that, and um, enjoy your your time if you do uh, have time with your dad. That would be um, a great way to spend it. I'm going to dote on my children and then figure out what I can do without them. It's very strange. <laughs> very, very strange. Will they make breakfast? Like, is that a thing I you got? I don't know. 
I don't know. Normally, I make the breakfast on the weekends. Right. It is. I don't know if it, again if we just talked about the Euro. Um, it's referred to in my house as Daddy's World Famous Pancakes. Oh. So I don't know. You know, the show is international. I don't know if they've they've come your way, uh, but uh, they are world famous pancakes. What they are is basically like chocolate chips, yeah, cookies, right? Just on a grill a, as a pancake. That's why they're world famous. So I'll be doing some of that this weekend, and everybody should do 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 what you want to enjoy it. And that's one of the reasons one of our first guests when we come back is Greg Olson, whose Father's Day is going to be something else, as his son TJ is at home, by the way, with a new. Uh heart transplanted in his beautiful little chest. Um, so Greg Olson will be on uh, on Monday's show next week. And everybody have uh, a terrific weekend. That'll wrap it up for us. I want to thank Sam Amick and Louis Riddick and Ray Liotta and DeForest Buckner and Martin Sheen and Luke Wilson. What a show. What a show. What a show. Funny show. Funny show. <laughs> Funny show. Uh, Brother from Another is coming up next. On behalf of everybody here on the Rich Eisen Show, have a great weekend. Enjoy the U.S. Open, and we'll see you on Monday.